0: Welcome to the Guys From Podcast. Just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm... Sean Cordingly?
1: You had to think about that? Yeah. Okay. I've been gone for a while. You have. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, right. I am David R. Smith. I was <laughs> here last week and the week before. Uh, so you guys are used to my voice. Uh, today's question comes to us via at Sean Cord. Whitney wants us to do our top ten pleasant surprise movies. Awesome. We've we've had this one hanging around for a while.
0: We have, and there was an intention to do it when I was horribly sick. That mm-hmm. was kind of the plan, was to do it in the last
1: couple of weeks. Yeah. But, uh... You, you got horribly sick, and yeah. I had to take the reins. Yeah. And people had to talk, hear me talk forever about random things, like well, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Which was actually kind of fun. I figured. Yeah. Traffic did well, too. We oh, good. I didn't get too much of a dip, so... Oh, wonderful, because, you know... Everybody wants to hear me make an ass of myself? Yeah. Perfect.
0: Uh, we should also probably note that there is construction going on directly above us. Which so is great.
1: So that <sighs> drone that you guys hear? That's not something that we can control. Yeah, that's a hammer drill from above drilling something into the cinder blocks. Yeah, so
0: like, I'll try and take it down a little bit in editing, but it will probably be there throughout... Um, Also, the fan's going because it's stupidly hot. Stifling hot here in Calgary.
1: So those are all the things you get to hear, but at least we're back to Sean's place where there's a better microphone and better acoustics. So, you know, it's not the echoey, tinny... And two of us talking. Also that... (laughs) We can have a conversation now. Instead of... Yeah, no, that...
0: that As opposed to Dave sitting there talking to himself. Which I think worked better for Pearl Jam than it did with camping.
1: Absolutely. Because it
0: was just like, there were a few times where I'm like, sounds like Dave needs me to chime in there to say something. Yep. That would have been really great. <laughs> but
1: there was nobody there. So I just was like, well... So tents I guess uh, I'll awful. move on to this. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, I didn't end up buying that... That trailer. I didn't no? even look for it. I oh. found a camper on Kijiji for even cheaper, Ooh. but it was gone by the time I, uh, like, I emailed the guy and I never got a response back. So I'm guessing it was gone. probably already was done. massively disappointing. But That's too bad. Whatever, it'll happen. That was for last week's podcast. <laughs>
0: hey, no, we gotta tie up the loose ends. It's true, people you really wanted to know.
1: Yeah, yeah, they I, really wanted to know whether or not I was. Your going Twitter to,
0: so. was a buzz, right?
1: Sure. As my Twitter tends to be. If it makes you feel better,
0: I didn't get any tweets about your podcast. Good
1: that just some, like I some newer makes topics me feel and better. stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> hi. Can you just have Dave stop talking half the time? We like it better when he only talks a little bit, not all the time. <laughs> Why am I looking? I, I was like, I'm going to look at my phone. I have nothing to, to, my, ch- to check your Twitter. My list. Oh, that's right. Actually, I think that was while I was doing like,
0: it. No, I'm going to see somebody. Somebody's talked to me, but no, no like the yeah. It was alright. Well, thanks for taking over.
1: Do what has to be done, man.
0: Hopefully it won't happen too often.
1: And if it does, it does. It's just kind of the way it goes. But we try to make backups for that reason. We just we got bogged down and life's been busy the last had six to use months. A backup and,
0: and then I got a virus for yeah. two weeks. There's nothing that could
1: be done. Just the way it goes. So Top ten pleasant surprise movies. Yeah, which is more like our top twelve because we always we have do some have honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah. Uh okay, so this was you were saying this was tricky, like well, not this, tricky, but this. So, I mean, we've talked about this this category for a number of months. It came up a while back, I think. And
0: we brought it up when we were talking about something, things that disappointed us, right? Right, and then a couple weeks later, Whitney,
1: yeah. tweeted into me and was like, "Yeah, you guys should talk about that. I think that'd be good." Yeah, so we so, brought it up and just kind of said, "If you guys want us to talk about this, we'll do it." Yeah, and here it is. But it's, I don't often watch a lot of movies that I don't think I'm going to like. Uh You know?
0: See, whereas I take shots. Yeah. I take tons of shots. And then when they're great, I usually tell you, hey Dave, this movie's great. One of those is on here. I, yeah. A few of the ones I've told you about are on here. I wonder if any high. of
1: ours... <laughs> and so this is, like, these are movies that not necessarily, like, I just didn't know anything about, or they just kind of look stupid, and I ended up really liking them, and... You catch it on TV, like... It's not on my list,
0: but The Brother Solomon. I've yeah, talked sure. about it a few times, where it's yeah. just like, it didn't knock my socks off, but I think I was I was either waiting for work, or like I had an hour and a half, and it was on TV, and I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I like Will Forte, I like Will Arnett. Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. This was actually really enjoyable. Yeah. And so there's some of those movies where it's like... And there's some that are more obvious than others, and it's just yeah. like... But there's some on my list where it's like, I'd never even really heard of it, and then... Took a, shot, a, a roommate or... was like, "You should watch this movie," so yep. I did, and so it's number three on my list. There you and know. I mostly just went in order. Like I just went in order of kind of. I went ranked as far as top ten down to, or like ten stars down to, however many stars on my IMDb, and like kind of. Oh, just wow, ranked you actually
0: it. got out of ten. actually I did too. Yeah. I went I went through nine, like okay. tens
1: and nines. <clears throat> You've also seen three times as many movies as I have, so you had a little bit. Yeah. More. Anyway, you have more tens than I do. For sure. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. I'm over 100 now. Good lord. Well, when you're at like 3100 it,
1: nah, it shouldn't be that high yet, but over 3,000 movies. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, okay, well then let's stop filibustering, and, uh,
0: that <laughs> you man actually seen knows a how to filibuster. filibuster. Uh, no, I haven't. The thing is, is they don't actually generally talk about what they're talking about.
1: They talk about anything else to try and... Tie yeah. up time. Yeah. 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 Politics are so interesting.
0: I was watching that. Um, I recommended it to you all the way. the The LBJ Yeah, it's Hansen on my PBR. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that, and there's because it's historical, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But obviously, there's filibustering of the civil rights bill, like the right. first civil rights bill that LBJ is trying to push through. Yeah. After Kennedy is shot, before he gets elected himself, right? And they actually show like here's Franklin D. Filibustering for a couple minutes. It's just like, oh. (laughs) Or if you ever watch it on the Daily Show or whatever, and they just they're talking about nonsense. Mm -hmm. I think this has something to do with ice cream. Yeah, and he talks about ice cream for twenty minutes and has charts, (laughs) just to
1: Uh. kill time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Honorable mention number one from Dave is Hot Rod. Oh, okay. Yeah, Adam and Andy Sandberg. Yep. Where he plays a stunt man. It's a Lonely Island. You remember yeah. Cody, Akiva Schaefer? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I put off watching it for so long because it looked really stupid. And it is really stupid, oh, but it's, it's really stupid, fun and yeah. funny. And my cousins loved it, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it just to see. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was,
0: it, it's that one is definitely in the brothers Solomon mold for me. Exactly, where it's just like I, I don't really expect this to be. Oh, it's okay. You yeah, I had a good
1: time. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I laughed more than I thought I would, and it played out exactly as I figured it would. But yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun.
0: Uh, I'm. I am now, however, more excited for their pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. I have started to hear some early reviews from my film people, and they're like, it's ridiculously funny. It kind of falls apart in the third act when they have to start
1: trying to sure. tie everything together, and yeah. it's not just song jokes, which yeah. is what they're good at. But it looks oh, so fun. And the cameos... Yeah. Upon cameos, upon cameos, upon cameos.
0: The the trailer got me, and I'm pretty. If I remember, right, it got you too, where it was going through his entourage, and it got to the bagpiper, and it was Will Forte Will, it, with yeah. a giant, his giant Last Man on Earth beard, just playing the bagpipes. and Andy Samberg sitting there
1: watching him. It just that was all uh, I needed. Like I was yeah. gonna go see it before, and then I saw that and went, okay, yeah. I'm in. Exactly. I might not watch it in the theaters.
0: I feel like that one might be one that. I'll go for TV, or if it's like a dollar movie on sure. Telus or yeah. something, be like, yeah, okay, I could go for that today.
1: I'm not going to go see it in the theaters, but I will definitely watch $18 for eighteen dollars with seats that move. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: in IMAX
1: in 3D. <laughs> 3D. IMAX. That would be so mad.
0: It would be so awful.
1: Yeah. Uh, your your first honorable mention: Ghost Game. Oh, I didn't even get to the bad movies, but... I I grabbed a couple. Okay.
0: Because I had zero expectations for Ghost Game. I have shown Ghost Game to so many people. It is a terrible movie. Oh, it's brutal. But it's in that so bad it becomes
1: good again category. It kind of comes around, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's one of those movies like there are bad movies that don't take themselves seriously, bad movies that do take themselves seriously, but are so pretentious that they're bad. Uh, Petrodaryl. Yes. Yeah. And then... Which
0: there are, is pterodactyl for people who aren't...
1: Us. Us. <laughs> um, and then there are bad movies that take themselves seriously, but they're not pretentious about it. They were just legitimately trying to make a movie. And they just couldn't. They just couldn't. They didn't have the budget. They didn't have the cast. And so this is what they were able to come up with. So it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. And that's Ghost Game in a nutshell.
0: Oh. It's... Th- so quotable, Cousin Ted is one of my favorite horror movie characters. Period, because he's just he he so perfectly moves the plot forward whenever they need it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just it's
0: his one-liners through the whole. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's the uh, the Chinese symbol for cursed. How do you know that? I uh, I saw it on an erotic D and D site. There's no time for judging. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes, Cousin Ted, in your pink polo shirt.
1: Oh man! And the fanny pack is for Fresca. That's that's what I got out of How that you movie. Fresca in there. It's it's so good. I'm, I'm glad you put that on there. Yeah, well deserved. Yeah, not and, quite well, good enough to be top ten. No,
0: but, but it's an honorable mention for sure.
1: Hundred uh, percent. My second honorable mention is Boiler Room. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a movie from the, the early two thousands. Giovanni Ribisi, Vin I Diesel, like three or something. Like yeah, that. somewhere around yeah. there. Uh. The guy from, I want to say Mark Paul Gossler, but that's the guy from Saved by the Bell. But it's something, it's one of those three named actors. He played the guy, the drummer from That Thing You Do. Um, oh. Yeah. He like, he barely did anything else, but everybody yeah. knows him as the drummer from That Thing You Do. Because that was a surprisingly good movie. It was just, damn it, that one probably,
0: should, oh no, I was pretty young at the time. Anyway. yeah, That's part of the problem with this list is it's just like... Was I surprised by enjoying this when I saw it at fifteen?
1: Exactly. <laughs> at fifteen, I didn't know enough about movies to be to think, "Oh, that looks bad." I just watched whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's 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 a movie about a like Giovanni Ribisi plays the main character who he's a college dropout and he was running his own casino in his in his house and that kind of gets shut down and so yeah. Uh, So he goes to work for what he thinks is an investment firm, but they kind of, they're a fraudulent investment firm, and basically they're just taking people's money and not doing anything with it. It's a really cool movie, and unfortunately it's never on TV because it wasn't good enough that it warrants syndication or getting replayed any time. Which is kind of weird. You'd
0: think that somebody would buy, like, Peachtree or Movie Time or something would buy the rights to it. Yeah, because it wasn't a
1: bad movie. No. And actually kind of more enjoyable than I thought. So Tom Everett Scott. That's the one. Did I say Mark Paul Gosler? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, but you knew that was wrong. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's a three-name guy. Yeah. Tom Everett
0: Scott. Yeah. Like, Scott Kahn's in it. Yeah. Affleck's in it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Affleck.
1: Yeah, it's like a a bunch of people who kind of went on to do bigger and better things. It was kind of that... When it was actually in 2000. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So... And it was was like a stepping stone, because it wasn't so bad that... You know, because there's a lot of those actors kind of did stuff where they weren't, you know, it was kind of their their first roles and stuff. I mean, Ben Affleck, a lot of his early stuff is Days and Confused and Goodwill Hunting and like these, you know, fairly iconic movies. Yeah. But Giovanna Ribisi was Frank Junior on Friends and kind of did this and yeah. that, and so you know that was a stepping stone where it wasn't completely shelved, but it wasn't good enough that it was that everybody knew about this movie. Yeah. But it was one of those solid, like turn of the century kind of Totally. Nobody really remembers it, but it was everyone's like, Yeah, was alright. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's one of those movies. I, I quite like it. Cool? Yeah, so that's my other one. Uh
0: my other one is I'm gonna I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't realize how good Mad Max Fury Road was going to be. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I was I went in with high expectations and I came out with thinking about putting it in my top like 15 of all time yeah
1: that's a good <laughs> and that's, good call
0: like that is a pleasant surprise and that's a really pleasant surprise when you go in going like this is gonna be good mm-hmm. you walk out it's like that was mind-blowingly amazing yeah I'm so
1: happy it won the most Oscars last year for sure and that's that's what this list is all about is movies that you might that you may have heard are good but you have to you have to have your own experience opinion. yeah yeah yeah, so that's a that's a great great example. Yeah, and a good one for your for your honorable mention. Not too much else
0: to say about that because we have talked at length about nauseum. Yeah, road. <laughs> yeah. So on several
1: different podcasts. Yeah. So uh, okay, so mine first. Sure. My number ten is Smoke and Aces. Oh yeah, yeah. What a weird movie that was. Right, but still, like I think I own it because it was one of those ones I think I'd seen it on TV and it was probably commercialized and it was. Uh, this is back when you still bought DVDs all the time. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is two for five bucks or two for ten bucks. and I have so many of those. Yeah, and so I bought it, and I don't watch it often, but every now and then I'll put it on and just, like, it's entertaining. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's... it's Ridiculous oh, cast. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those star-studded cast. Jeremy Piven, this is right around the time of Entourage, so he's kind of in his... It's just starting to get all of the Entourage
0: Emmy and junk.
1: Yeah, and so... He was he he was well known and just like the guy isn't I love Jeremy Piven, but I don't feel like he's leading role material no. except in a movie like this where he kind of plays a washed out magician but is he even lead and, Well, and that's the thing. this movie doesn't really have a lead. This no. movie has so many different phenomenal actors that it's kind of like it's an ensemble. yeah, it's one of those shows where it's an ensemble cast.
0: Whereas it kind of revolves around Jeremy Piven's character, but...
1: Yeah. It's like, now I'm
0: spending time with Ben Affleck. Now I'm spending time... There's another Ben Affleck movie.
1: Is Affleck in that? Like him then? Oh, I yeah. he is. Yeah, of course he is. Smoke Aces. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Jeremy Piven, Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, Joseph Ruskin, uh, Wayne Newton, Ben Affleck, Peter Berg, uh, Common. Common's in it? Yep. Uh, Andy Garcia... Uh, Alicia Keys is in it. Oh yeah, Chris Pine. I forgot that Chris Pine was in that. Kevin Duran, good Canadian kid. Taraji P. Henson,
0: who is super popular now because of Empire on Fox.
1: Yeah, Tommy Flanagan, Kurt Curtis Armstrong, who was in like what, Revenge of the Nerds or or yeah, it was Revenge of the Nerds. Was it? Okay, yeah. Like it's just Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton, yeah. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. We're at the exact same spot. Matthew Fox. It's just so good. There's so many actors in this, and it's like, it's one of those movies It's like watching Band of Brothers, where you, where you watch this again and you're like, holy crap, that guy. Yeah. He was in this movie? Like, you just, I didn't realize Chris Pine was in it until just now, because at the time I had no idea who the hell Chris Pine was. No. Well, at the time, he was just, that. that's one of those roles where it's just like, who's that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. And eventually he goes on to be Captain Kirk. Yeah. So, thanks to Bottle Shock. Oddly enough. Sure. Yeah, so it was, it was one of those ones where I didn't expect much going in, and it's still not... I mean, it's number 10 on my list, but every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my number 10 is The Triangle. <sighs> I cheated just a little bit because this is a miniseries. series. a
1: miniseries.
0: But it's four hours. It's completed in four hours. Yeah. And it's got Sam Neill in it. And, like... And Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, and yeah. Eric Stoltz. So it's not like <laughs> yeah. it's a weird... It's a... It's not like it's some random TV thing. Well, it is a random TV thing, but it is like a four-hour movie. Yeah. We picked that up for a bad movie night, which we've explained in previous podcasts, and if you want us to talk about them again, because... that was
1: podcast zero.
0: Yeah, that one's lost, but we have mentioned it since. Yeah. But we picked up the triangle for a bad movie night, we put it in, we made jokes for about the first 15 minutes, then we all just kind of stopped and got invested in the triangle. Yeah. (laughs) To the point where we now own the triangle. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Lou Diamond Phillips is Mino, it, and it's about uh, a mm-hmm. bunch of different people having different experiences in the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, I and mean, it ties together,
0: and then like timelines shift and stuff. And
1: yeah, it's really, really captivating. And when we, I mean, when you were growing up, everybody had, everybody heard about the Bermuda Triangle yeah. and all these different stories. And I mean, it's kind of. Dissipated. I, I feel like the Bermuda Triangle is not as prevalent now as it was in the eighties for yeah, whatever I reason. I don't know what the the logic is there. Yeah, I don't know. But it just yeah, there's something about this miniseries that it just is like okay, we're not bad moving tonight. We're just watching this really cool doc or uh, really cool miniseries. Didn't we like
0: th- have to stop it because it is four hours? Didn't we stop it after the second episode and then we're like, okay, what is everyone doing tomorrow night? I think so. We have to get back together and watch the rest of this.
1: Wasn't that... Didn't we get that the same night as we went and saw The Libertine? And so, like, we had already seen a movie that night? We had already seen a movie that night, but it wasn't The Libertine.
0: Because The Libertine was the first bad movie night, right. which was the fog and doom and stuff. Right. But we had already... We went to see something. Or we maybe rented another bad, bad movie, movie, so we watched bad movie that one, one first.
1: And then we're like, okay, and then we'll just do this big long one. And then, like, by the end of the second hour, we're like, okay... I'm exhausted and this movie does not warrant bad movies so we I don't know if we watched it the next night I think we probably did because I'm
0: pretty sure we did we were actually. all
1: unemployed or working we were at the weird university. hours or whatever so yeah I think it was, it was during school it might have been I, think I thought it, it was when I was still at, uh, when I was, anyway it doesn't yeah. really regardless. matter regardless we yeah it's it's so good The
0: Triangle the from triangle.
1: 2005 there you go Uh, my number 9 is fifty fifty. oh yeah uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen and Anna Kendrick. Yep, I'd never heard of Anna Kendrick before this movie because uh, I'd never seen Pitch Perfect, and or Up in the Air, or Up in the Air, and so I knew who Seth Rogen was and I knew who Joseph Gordon-Levitt was. Yeah, I didn't know much about this movie. I knew it was a cancer movie, and I had no idea what it was going to how it was going to affect me. And Seth Rogen's in it, and you know I like Seth Rogen. He's a he's you know. Cool Canadian actor, but I was yes. just like, I don't know, and director, and director. I don't know if he's going to be a, if he's going to be goofy in this. I just, I didn't know what to think of it. No, it was and I really, really liked that movie? Yeah, um, the soundtrack's great, and not just because there's a Pearl Jam song in it. <laughs> um, it's very well done. I actually... Top ten
0: movies that have Pearl Jam songs in them.
1: I wouldn't be able to do it, so that'd have to be an article by Dave. Interesting. I wonder if there are ten. Shows and shows and t- uh, movies. I think. Anyway, oh, yeah. that's that might that might, that's somebody's gonna have to tweet that at me and to remind me. Uh. Somebody, but Sean <laughs> is gonna have to tweet that at me to remind me. Anyway, um, the other cool thing is, and this isn't why it's in my list. It's actually a legitimately good movie. But a girl that I worked with, who was in a show that I designed, was in this movie. She had a couple oh, cool. scenes in it, which is I remember my roommate was watching it, and. Uh, and I was watching, and I came in during the opening credits, and I saw her name pop up. I was like, there's no way that that's her, but it's a fairly uncommon name. And I was like, well, it's Jessica Parker Kennedy. I don't know why I'm hiding the name. She's in the movie. And like, and so I was like, that's a fairly specific name. Yep. And then she was in two scenes, and it popped up. I was like, holy crap, I, re- I designed a show that she was in. Vancouver, I think, Fifty-fifty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she was, I think she spends her time between Vancouver and LA now, like she left after that Ignite Festival, kind of went out a few months later to Vancouver to try and do film, and all of a sudden she's in this Joe Golev movie. Yep. Um, anyway, it's a really touching film, and oh, Angelica Houston's in it, and yeah,
0: his, uh, mom,
1: Bryce Dallas Howard is in it, yep. and like it's a very good cast, and touching, and Anna Kendrick, I fell in love with her in this movie, yeah. and it's, it's very well done, and... Like I said, it was a cancer movie, so it's one of those. It's like, oh, it's going to be really cheesy, but it was it was really good and really well screen- filmed, and like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a very good film. Mm-hmm.
0: I had it basically met my expectations. Oh, as okay. I came to it late, Oh, so sure. I'd heard. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you need to see this. I'm like, yeah, all right, great, cool. <laughs> my number nine is called Triangle. <laughs> Not kidding. It's actually called Triangle. It's okay. from two thousand nine. Okay, it's a horror film.
1: About please tell me it's about the Bring me to Triangle. It is amazing.
0: Um, probably won't recognize most of the cast. Liam Hemsworth's in it. Okay. Um, but it is about this group of friends go sailing. They get caught in a storm. They're sailing like their boat gets wrecked, and they end up on a passenger liner, like a cruise ship, basically. But the cruise ship is abandoned, and there's something hunting them on.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. But all
0: of them feel like they've been there before. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I'm not saying anything else because I know most people haven't seen Triangle.
1: Yeah, and looking at the the list, I really don't know any of these people.
0: Other than Liam Hemsworth. Yeah,
1: other than Liam Hemsworth. Which is great. I like movies like that where you don't necessarily know anybody because... It was on Netflix when I first got Netflix, and I'm oh, like, okay. "Oh, that
0: sounds like that could be fun." Yeah. I love the Triangle. Let's give it a shot, and I was very pleasantly surprised by cool. how much I enjoyed it. Nice. So yeah, I don't want to spoil it. So Triangle, my okay, number great. nine.
1: Uh, my number eight is Blood Diamond. Okay. And the reason this is on here is because I put off watching it for years because i i came to I came to it really late. Because right. I saw, I knew a lot of people who saw it and said they couldn't get past Leo's accent. It's not a very good accent. It's, but I, that wasn't enough to make me not like the movie. No. And that's the thing, like, and he's also playing a Rhodesian. So it's not like, it's, it's a hard accent to do. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know how accurate it was because I don't know anybody from Rhodesia. So, or wherever it is now, whatever it is now. Rhodesia? Yeah. It's just, out, it's just outside, like, it's near South Africa, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean that's supposed to be in Afrikaans.
0: Yeah, which means a dean.
1: Yeah, is it though? Yeah, because I thought his was, is a
0: bit more Dutch.
1: Yeah, because I thought it was but, more like, um, uh, oh, what's that rap band from South Africa? Die Antwoord. Yeah, I thought it was more like their sort of linguistic style, and that's that's more what I heard than I hear from Dean. Yeah. Anyway, Dean I, being our South African friend. Yeah, we've talked about it before.
0: Yeah, but. You never know when this is the first podcast.
1: For sure. So. Yeah, sorry. For anybody who hasn't heard, that's our South African friend. We went to school with him. He's the best person you'll ever meet. Yep. Um, I, I, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was really well done. And yep. despite the fact that Leo's accent might not have been the best, it wasn't enough for me to not like it. And I'm glad that I finally gave it a chance. It was either on Netflix, and I was just like, to hell with that. I'll finally watch this. Or it was on TV, and I was like, yeah, okay. And... I really enjoyed it. The premise was really interesting, and...
0: Yeah, it's a fine film. Yeah. 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 But it it did get... His accent did get a bit more flack than it probably should have. Yeah. But I think it is because there are high expectations, because it is Leonardo DiCaprio, it's a big movie, and, like, if anyone's gonna try and nail the accent... Sure. It would be him, and it had a tendency in the film to wander a bit, regionally, yeah. and that's just...
1: I just know a lot of people who... Like myself, probably don't know a lot of people who have that accent, and yeah. they're the ones who are complaining. And like, how do you even know? Yeah. Anyway, because
0: that was in from people who do know the accent, they were complaining about. Yeah. It, whereas, which
1: in which case is fine. But it, had I never heard anybody complain about the accent, had I seen it on opening day and not heard anything else, I don't think I even would have commented on it. So, but that's why I put off because like, yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with this. And then I was like, oh no, wait, that's actually quite a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. No, that's fair. Hmm.
0: Uh, My number eight is Away We Go. Okay. Um, It is John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Oh, nice. Um, I'm blanking on the director's name, but I want to say Sam Mendes. You talk about it and I'll look it up.
1: Or you're almost there anyway.
0: 90% sure it's Sam Mendes. Okay. American Beauty.
1: Oh, okay. As opposed to Eva Mendes, who does a ton of directing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It is Sam Mendes. Okay.
0: Um and it's just it's a a great soundtrack mostly done by Alexi Murdoch but it's also got George Harrison Bob Dylan Velvet Underground I hate all those uh, people <laughs> Do you know Alexi Murdoch? No. To you might know it to hear it. Yeah, probably. Uh it's about a couple who find out that they are expecting their first child. They travel around North America and I do mean North America cuz they go to Montreal. Oh cool. Uh trying to figure out where they want to raise their kid.
1: Oh, interesting. That's
0: it. It's a real simple kind of road trip movie about a relationship that, like, it's. They're supposed to be in their mid 30s mm-hmm. and they weren't sure what they were going to do
1: and all that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's. Well, and both those actors, they have the. the co- I like that combination because I feel like both of them are talented enough that they're very funny people. Yep. So there's the comedy and, like, kind of the, the phenomenal line delivery, but they also have the. The ability to have dramatic chops, so I yep. feel like you can really explore the relationship out of those two. It was beautiful, nice, yeah. Away we go, yep. Okay, okay, uh, it might
0: be on Netflix. I don't,
1: okay. Um, I'm so it's so weird, like, I've never even heard of that one.
0: It well, and especially because it's Sam Mendes, yeah, you know, a guy who's made you know Skyfall, yeah, and stuff,
1: <laughs> you yeah, think right. That,
0: he might have wandered around. But no, Like he's mostly a theater director, right? Like That's right. where he had, makes a lot of his time. Right. So this was just a little indie flick that came out, and some people paid attention to it. I saw it on, I think it was on Movie Central. Okay.
1: And, yeah, great. Nifty. Okay. Uh, my number seven is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Okay. <laughs> How, like, this was... This movie, I saw the concept, I was like, really? Like, even the title just sounds super lame. I was like, okay, it's probably gonna be dumb. But it's actually really fun. Yeah, it is. And I haven't seen the other two, I've only seen the one. Two is...
0: Guantanamo is not great. Yeah. Uh, But the Christmas one's fun.
1: Yeah, and, like, I'll, I'll probably watch them both at some point. Yeah. When I'm inclined, but... There's something I I don't I like John Cho and I like Cal Pan I think they're both really good actors yeah um and Neil Patrick Harris there we go yeah I mean <laughs> you can't talk about those movies without talking about NPH he's that kind of resurged his career and totally did and like look at him now he's won Emmy or Tonys and was on one of the most popular TV series of the 2000s yep. and. I mean, now he has his own runs magic. Runs the magic castle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, PBR'd... It was at Just for Laughs in Montreal, but it was kind of an hour long magic special.
0: Oh, the Cirque de
1: Awesome. Circus awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really. I. I it was on Movie Central and um, or HBO or one of those ones, one of those paid for movies yep. stations, and uh, it was on. It was about a, a third of the way in, and I flipped to it just to kind of see what it was about. And, yeah, sure enough, it's him doing magic. And I was like, okay, well, I can't. I don't want to wa- So I watched one trick, but I was like, I don't want to watch the rest. I can't. No, I can't. Yeah. I'm, so I PVR'd it. So it's sitting there. And when I have an hour, I'm so excited to see it because I love Neil Patrick Harris. And yeah. one of the reasons I love him is because of Harold and Kumar. Yep. And I'd never really heard of White Castle because we don't have it in Canada. No. And after this movie, he's like, I need to try this. And did you? Yeah. When and, I went to Nashville. And? it's quite good I've liked it I hmm. mean as far as fast food goes but also I understood because they were talking about how many burgers are going to eat and they they go and they sit down and there's this mountain of hamburgers it's like okay even when you're high you can't eat that many hamburgers and then I realized that they're like well, they're bike like sliders, subs. they're sliders so yeah. it's like oh well this makes sense so yeah like I, I tried White Castle I was like yep this I could see why when you're high this is all you want and right. nothing else will be the same yeah, so I tried it eight years ago in Nashville, and I've never gone back to White Castle since. But that's not because I haven't liked it; it's just because when I'm in the states, I'd like to go to different places that we don't have in in Canada. Yeah, I've yet to try a Sonic, and I really, really want to try Sonic. I see oh, yeah. their commercials all the time, and all I want is to try their milkshakes. Anyway, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah, that's my number seven, Harold and Kumar. Cool. Uh my number seven, I have talked about on a. An-
0: number of different occasions, and it's Lesbian Vampire Killers, Sure, because I literally rented that when I had a really bad day, and I was like, this sounds like a stupid horror movie. I'll watch it, and it was awesome. It introduced me to James Corden, who was hosting the Tonys this Sunday, by yeah. the way.
1: Right. I, 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 don't I also have
0: to PBR it, because I am not going to be home Sunday night, <laughs> but I uh, will watch
1: it. I don't know why I went to my calendar. I need to go to my... Oh, I'll do it later. You remind yeah. me to do it. Yeah. Uh, he played just Floyd? Fletch. 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 It,
0: it. The, the two guys are hilarious. They're a comedy team from Britain, but I can never remember the other guy's name. Yeah. I, I try every time, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, great soundtrack. Ridiculous premise. It's exactly what it sounds like in the title, but not... There's an, there are so many ways that a movie called Lesbian Vampire Killers could go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. And this did not, at any point, drop the ball and become just vulgar for the sake of vulgar
1: or stupid. Or, like, just gratuitous boob shots and... Yeah, yeah. no. Like, it's, it's it's so well done. Yeah. I was so happy when you told me to watch this movie. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's... Uh, And like you said, James Corden. And now he's, like, he's... Late Late Show, hosting the Tonys, Tony and Ord winner. Oh, I mean, he was the one he brought on um, the Chewbacca Mask Mom. Mm -hmm. And it was such a fun little sketch because they just had so much fun with it. Yeah. Like, just... I love... Kind of a little aside here. Uh, I love the way that late night shows have gone in the sense that they're kind of doing their own thing. I think one of the reasons why Conan was so unsuccessful when he took over The Tonight Show is because he basically... Like, he didn't do exactly what Jay Leno did, but he didn't go far enough away from what Jay Leno did. And, I mean, I know when Jay Leno took over from Carson... Yep. It was... There was still... Like, people were just happy to watch an opening monologue, a little sketch, and then some interviews. Yep. Whereas now, like, when Jimmy Fallon has become so successful because he's made it his own, he does... Like, there was one... I'll watch it every now and then he had Daniel Radcliffe on and he was talked about Daniel Radcliffe was talked about how much he loves rap music and then he got then he was like well do you want to and, and he said oh yeah I was the first person to memorize Blacklist's um, uh, alphabet aerobics I think it was what is what it's called or whatever hmm. and he was like well can you and he pulls out this mic and Daniel Radcliffe just dropped like he just dropped this and it was like the fact that he gets these guests to do this and he lives in competitions and, and just his own, he's made it his own.
0: Well, and I think the the last generation was more snark. Yeah. And this one's switching to charm. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon, charming. Stephen Colbert, charming. Yeah. Still snarky, but it's mostly like he blends in his political side. Yeah. And the early stuff, so you're still getting like a mini Colbert report yeah. cleaned up a bit for network. Sure. And
1: then you're getting more of a charming thing. Yeah, and then James Corden... And Seth Meyers. And Seth Meyers are both super charming. Yeah, I really yeah. I really do appreciate that. And I love that
0: James Corden does panel show style, where it's just like, everybody's on a couch. We're just going to chat. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, yes.
1: Yeah, and I don't watch a lot of late-night TV. No, well... But I, I will often watch on YouTube when something fun from the night before has happened. I yep. will make sure I watch it because I like to see these things, and I yeah. really enjoy watching them all take place.
0: Yeah, it's rare that I'll actually sit down and be like, Oh man, Colbert's on and sit and watch it or who's on Fallon tonight? Yeah. It
1: doesn't really happen. But I will often watch the the sketches afterwards. Like but the like the Jimmy
0: Fallon whenever he gets kids to write uh, scenes based on movie titles, and then like Tom Hanks and him will do Bridge of Spies as written by seven year olds. Yeah. Like
1: I love those. <laughs> yeah, it's in like the the Wheel of Impressions. Yep. It yeah
0: with Kevin Spacey, obviously, because Kevin Spacey's amazing. And can do impressions of everybody. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway, so that was uh, Lesbian Vampire Killers. Yeah, that was your number That was my number seven. seven.
1: Uh, my number six is Collateral. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, mostly because this this came out about the time that Tom Cruise was really kind of starting to go crazy. Um, yeah. I think just before. Yep. But kind of right around that time where... where before he started making... Uh, what's the Edge of Tomorrow and, you know, a thousand different uh, Mission Impossibles and just right around the time where, like, we, were, we weren't we were quite oversaturated with them, but we were getting there. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those ones, I think I... It must have been another two for ten or something at HMV, but I, I bought it sight unseen, but it just, like... I was like, ah... Uh, I've heard you know it's Jamie Foxx, and I don't know how this is going to be.
0: Jamie Fox, Tom Cruise, and it's uh, Michael
1: Mann and it's about a hitman. I, All right. I keep forgetting that it's Michael Mann. Yeah. Anyway, I it was I, it's now on Netflix and it was, uh, I think it just got recently added to Netflix, and so I rewatched it just a couple nights ago and I thought, man, forgot how good this movie is. It is a really good movie. It's really really well done and I mean like Mark Ruffalo's in it and uh, uh, is it Jada Pinkett Smith? Mm, it's been a while since I've I seen it I can't remember might be anyway it's it's Jimmy Fox plays a cab driver who unwilling or unknowingly picks up a hitman and then basically like once he discovers he has to drive around and and take Tom Cruise to these different places to go and he's got five different marks and he's gotta go kill all these different marks and it's yep. a super simple concept but very well done and I didn't think I was gonna like it cause I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan yeah but as my my cousin always used Top to say, aside. sure. As my as my cousin always used to say, Tom Cruise is the best actor in Hollywood, and his rationale was: you look at what a goober he is in real life, yeah. and you look at the cool characters that he plays in movies. It's like he actually has a fairly convincing argument. Yep. So yeah, I don't love Tom Cruise as a person, but a lot of his movies I quite like because it's like you're a cool dude and. You're kind of badass, and he was badass in this movie. Yeah, he really is. And
0: gray-haired.
1: Yes, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like aged him up a little bit, and yeah, it was very well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just because it's been so many movies that you've totally seen, my next one's from 1941. Great! Uh, It's called All Through the Night. Okay. It's a a bogey movie. Okay. uh, Which most people haven't heard of. Nope. It's about gangsters in New York who suddenly become patriotic, kind of, when they discover like a sleeper cell of Nazis trying to bring a U-boat into New York Harbor. So gangsters fight Nazis. What? I had no expectations. I think I was pulling an all-nighter. It was in university. I was doing something for gym. Sure. For a directing course or history or whatever. And so I was pulling an all nighter and it came on at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, oh, what? whatever, I just left TCM on. Sure. And about 20 minutes in, I had kind of stopped doing stuff, and about an hour <laughs> in, I was just watching the movie by that point. And I've watched it twice since, and it's still
1: fun. Awesome! Yeah. What uh, What's it called? All Through the Night. All Through the Night. Well, it's funny that you watched that while you were doing an all-nighter. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was actually wondering if that's why it was on at that time. That like, could very yeah, well be. But- so is it... Sometimes on TCM? Yep, sometimes. And you're going to text me the next time it is? I can try and remember, but that might not be one that I remember.
1: That's fair. All right.
0: But yeah, cool. all through the night. Awesome. Um. See, this is another one of those
1: lists where, unfortunately, you haven't seen a chunk of mine. Yeah. You've seen some, though, which is good. We've talked for 40 minutes. I feel like we're not at any risk of, you know having a short podcast we're already past my camping podcast so yeah and
0: uh, after the ad we'll probably be past Pearl Jam too I would think so anyway yeah the second half of our top ten is brought to you in part by Wickham Standard Assurances are you feeling down? call Wickham Standard Assurances for their diverse packages available in both self-esteem boosting compliments or their new emperor package that involves a trio of complimentary friend agents bringing your head image into the new year that's Wickham Standard Assurances assuring you, in the future.
1: My number five is Country Strong. That's Gwyneth the, Paltrow, the, okay. yeah, and that's why I was like, really, Gwyneth Paltrow is a country star. Yeah, I'm gonna really, really enjoy that movie. Uh, but a bunch of my family, again, a lot of these movies come on recommendation of family members or friends because it's like. I don't necessarily think I'm going to enjoy it but like no you probably will you should definitely give it a try Yeah. And so this one was like okay and this was after we had just seen uh, Crazy Heart? no um, uh, his name will come to me I have three of it. Hayes Carl there's a oh. uh, folk country singer named Hayes Carl and we had just seen him in, in Ah. Uh, and uh, I a thought lot of, you, it was like well, I had just watched the other no. great country music movie that came out basically the same the time at the same time yeah yeah and the the guy that Garrett Hedl- Hedlund plays in this movie is based on Hayes Carl. and so it's oh. like, oh, that's kind of cool. And they actually play one of his songs in the show and, or in the movie. So basically, it's about Gwyneth Paltrow is a is a country singer who she's kind of at the end of her career, and she's married to her manager, and and she's like, she's been very popular. So she stood by her manager. Yes, very nice, well played. Thank you. Um, yeah, and she's just. She's been dealing. I think she she was in rehab, and so she's kind of on a on a on a tour that brings her back from rehab. And it's okay, just like yep. uh, I'm back and I'm ready to continue with my life. And just kind of watching her on tour and just dealing with with her personal issues and everything like that. And it's a really really good movie, very powerful. And uh, like as far as the, the music goes, I quite liked it. I mean, I'm not the world's largest Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but the story itself was compelling, and I liked the music. And so it was one of those ones. Where I was like, yeah, this is. This is good Cool I like this movie Yeah so All that's right. That's my number five
0: My number five Is Continuing with Kind of the same
1: trend As my number six Is Stage Door
0: Okay It's from 37
1: Oh okay um, I like that you're getting Further and further away From movies I've seen But that's <laughs> Either here or there
0: Uh You've seen One of the next five Yes I'm sure Oh okay Maybe two I can't remember Okay this is it's a Katherine Hepburn movie, which I'm not a giant Catherine Hepburn fan. Okay, she's fine. I like her more than I like the role she like was generally typecast. Sure, in. okay. And this is one of those she plays a like a high class girl who's rich and kind of snobby. Sure, the whole thing. Do you know the story of Stage Door? It's a play. That's why I'm asking. Ah, uh, I know of it. Of it, yeah. Basically, as, soon it's, as you said, I was like, oh,
1: I I've heard of this. Yeah,
0: it's. It's about a like a boarding house for actresses in New York, where they're staying before they make it big on Broadway. Okay. So Catherine Hepburn comes in here to try and prove to everybody, I guess, that she can make it on her own without Daddy's money. So oh, okay. she's going to make it on Broadway without his connections. Or right, or right, right. Make it on her own and that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: She's uh, gonna make it on her own. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. It's. Every actress you can think of, and by you I probably just mean me, from the 30s, mm-hmm. Dave's going to look to see if he recognizes anyone other than Katherine Hepburn and
1: Ginger Rogers. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I'm <laughs> glad. I'm disappointed that you said that one. Yeah. Sage,
0: yeah. door. It is very funny. It is very, very fast. Oh, really? Oh, it's super fast. It's not His Girl Friday in pacing, Okay. which is the one that I always talk about, and that I have even mentioned on this podcast before where Quentin Tarantino's like, you want to learn how to do comedy pacing and film? Watch His Girl Friday. Oh, okay. This is fast. It's a giant, it's almost Robert Altman-like, where it's like you'll kind of float through conversations. There's 40 characters, or not 40, but there's like 20 girls at least in this house. And you'll follow through a bunch of their different relationships. And then you watch Catherine Hepburn. And this is one of, I think, her best... Acting jobs, okay, is because she she's a very good actress, but she has to play a terrible actress who goes through the process of learning how to become a good actress. Cool. So she actually like she starts awful, and then like through a series of circumstances, I don't want to spoil anything. She comes
1: to finally kind of grasp what it means. Nice. Uh, the only uh, Lucille Ball was in it. Yep, so I left I, you one. I knew. <laughs> thank you. I knew that name. Uh, Eve Arden I know of And I've heard of Ann Miller too So there there's go. a few that I was like Alright That sounds rad That's great Is it ever Well I mean it, it TCM seems, yeah. That's a TCM film That's seems how I saw fairly it fairly common Yeah In the sense that like I know the name Because of the play And and like It seems like one that would come up Somewhat regularly Or Yeah Ish Will at least be on TCM Hepburn days
0: If they do a tribute to Catherine Hepburn It's always on those great. Sometimes Ginger Roger days too Because she's pretty prevalent in it
1: Okay I don't know if this is going to be on your list, Troll Hunter.
0: Nope. Okay. I had fairly high expectations.
1: Oh, okay. Going in, I I had, I had your, and I mean, usually if you recommend a movie to me, it's yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to like it. But for some reason, I was still just. It's a Norwegian found footage movie about these people who are going to look for trolls. Yep. And. I mean, that was basically what you told me. And you're like, watch this movie. It's like, okay. And it starts off, as like, okay. And then I saw the first troll. was like, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. And it just kind of went from there. And,
0: um... And they start cleverly tying in real world stuff where you're just like, oh, that's a... That actually makes some sense. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, and like... Why are there three
1: goats on that bridge? Oh, that's why there's three goats on that bridge. Yeah, and, and... Everybody who lives in North America knows like when you when you're near power plants the the big big power power lines like the metal ones with like all the different uh, connectors and everything like that. Yep. Their logic or according to this movie, those are electric fences for trolls. Yeah. And so every time I pass them now, I all I can think about is oh, there must be a troll in here because there's an electric fence for it. Yeah. Uh, to the point that one time I was driving and I saw someone, I took a picture, or I was riding with somebody, and I took a picture and sent it to Sean, being like, look, I'm in troll country, because that's just the way th- it is. And you think I'm exactly the same way. I see those, the giant transponders and stuff.
0: And yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. And it's, it was so fun. And
0: like... The troll hunter's, like, outfit, like his armor outfit to yeah. protect himself.
1: It's, it's so good. And like, the trolls are not... They're not trolls like Lord of the Rings trolls. No. They're different types of trolls and the CGI is so bad it's good. Yeah. But it's so fun. It is it is a really fun movie. And it's not bad CGI. No. Like it's not it's not B like
0: movie grade like crap. It,
1: no, it's not like the the gargoyle running across the road in uh into Central Park from Ghostbusters. Oh band. yeah. No. It's not like that, but it's not it's not top of the line.
0: No. This is like mid two thousands for a movie from twenty thirteen. Yeah, it's
1: like. it's 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 really fun. Yeah. You should check it out. Every if it's on TV every now and then. I every think. Every once in a while yeah. it is,
0: yeah. If you get the right channels.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think that's how I saw it. Yeah. Anyway. Might be on Netflix. It might be. It's really it's totally worth checking out anyway. So
0: Oh, and if you see something called Troll Yagarin, that's what it is in the original, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't have to look that up. You're welcome.
1: It's also right behind me, but I know you didn't actually look at it, so... Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: My number four was my 3,000th film. Ah. Holy Motors, a French film about art and life and acting, was... I had... I had zero expectations. I saw it on Netflix. I looked at some of the like the stills and stuff. I went, "Yeah, that looks like it could be kind of cool. a yeah. surrealist, sure." Then I watched the trailer and I went, "Oh, this this could be good." And then I watched it and loved it. Loved it.
1: Uh yeah, like to the point that you sent me a, a text message the next day with the link and it's like, "Watch this trailer." Yeah. And it looks freaking phenomenal. Speaking of Eva Mendez, yeah. That's the only person in the movie I actually recognize, I think. Kylie Minogue. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But that's, yeah. So Eva Mendes and Kylie Minogue are the two people that whose names you'll recognize. Yeah. It looks so weird, but so it's, interesting. It's so weird. It is weird. It's definitely weird.
0: But it's, yeah, it's, what is like what is art if no one, or what is acting if no one's watching? What is art if there's, like, what is beauty if there's no beholder?
1: Right. How very philosophical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not that weird, pretentious as it could be. Totally. It's surreal and, like, crazy funny, and then not, and then, again, it's sad, and then not, and, yeah, it's just, it was so
1: good. Nice. I really am looking forward to seeing it. I just haven't yet, because, you know, life. It's on Netflix, though, right? It is. Okay. That's how I saw it. All right. Uh, my number. Wow, well, we're just moving right along here. Well, it helps that you haven't seen anything. I know. My number three is the guard. Okay, the
0: Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, Brendan yeah.
1: Gleeson and uh, uh, Don, Cheadle? Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. And Mark Strong. Um, <laughs> so to answer your question,
0: yes, yes, I have seen
1: it. <laughs> it's really good. Brendan Gleeson is so good in that movie. Brendan Gleeson is just good in everything I've seen him in. Usually, I, yeah. I haven't seen him in a lot, but the stuff that I've seen him in, like. The two that I can think of offhand are this and uh, In Bruges. Okay, I sure. love them in In Bruges. Um, my old Irish roommate was the one who told me to watch this. Okay. And I was like, okay. And one day he's just like, Dave, we're watching this movie. I was like, okay, yeah, fine. So, uh, according to the IND, the first summary on IMDb is an unorthodox Irish policeman with a confrontational personality is partnered with an uptight FBI agent to investigate an international drug smuggling ring. Yep. That's all the information you need. Yeah. Um, it's... And it's, he's definitely unorthodox. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting seeing him, like, the two roles that I just mentioned are that one and in Brugge, and He plays very different people in these two movies. Yeah. Which makes it, which makes them both so good because... He's just so captivating. Oh my god! It's been a couple of years since I've seen this movie, and I feel like I kind of need to watch it again because I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, but I remember really, really liking it. And you know, he kind of—it's—it's it's one of those. There's a drug smuggling ring, and so they have to figure out how to how to bust this up. And yeah, like it—it's not the most innovative story. No, it's not. But I mean, you get an Irish cop with an FBI agent played by Don Cheadle. Played by Don Cheadle, who I love. Yeah. Even when he has a terrible, terrible Cockney accent. (laughs) My favorite part about Don Cheadle is that because he had the terrible Cockney accent for Ocean's Eleven, even though he took voice lessons and, like, I guess, accent lessons. Dialect coaching. Dialect coaching for future gigs. He had to still do the crappy accent for Ocean's Twelve and Ocean's Thirteen because that was his character (laughs) in the first one. And so he had to go, like, even though he was, like, he's... I'm glad that they replaced Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle in the Iron Man movies, because I like Don Cheadle so much more than Terrence Howard. But Don Cheadle's the sort of guy who, like, he will try to improve himself. Yeah. (laughs) But I just imagine it was just so maddening for him to be like, damn it, I know how to do a Cockney accent now, and I can't, because this was my...
0: Tang says I can't.
1: Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's been (laughs) weeks since I've been able to say that. Klintang? Tang. Yep. You're welcome. Yes. My number three is Outlander. Oh, I feel like I...
1: We've talked you know, about that one before, have haven't we? We talked about it before. It's Jim Caviezel. Right. And there's like, is there time travel? Uh, yes. You keep talking about it, and I keep thinking, I keep drawing parallel to Highlander, even though it's not Highlander, but like, when well, you talk about it, I'm like, it kind of is like Highlander. It, it's, it's Space Beowulf. Right. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> Dave. Space Beowulf. It's Jim Caviezel, Sophia Miles, Jack Houston, John Hurt, oh, yeah, and uh, Ron Perlman.
1: I think that's the other is like, oh, yeah, it's Jack Houston. Of course, yeah. that's the movie that Jack Houston's in.
0: Uh, so, yeah, there's kind of time travel, but not really. Basically, Jim Caviezel plays like a space colonist whose planet is destroyed by monsters called the Morwen. Okay. Uh, and so he escapes and crashes in Viking times.
1: Amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: but there was a Morwen on his ship, and that's what like the traditional dragon is. So in like, its own oh! folklore, that's what the dragon was, was this Morwen from another planet. Okay. So Jim Caviezel, as Space Beowulf, has to like help this village of Vikings stop this dragon. I had very low, very low expectations, <laughs> but I watched it because I'm like, I like Jim Caviezel. I love Count of Monte Cristo. It's yeah. One of my favorite movies from the like actiony adventure sort of genre. Yeah. And so I took a shot, and it was awesome. Nice. And I own it now because
1: Fantastic. I do.
0: It's Space Beowulf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's ridiculous. But it sounds so fun. Yeah. And someday I will borrow it from you and yeah. watch it, because I'm getting better at those things. Yes, you are. Um, oh, i just like to point out that despite the fact that I haven't seen Aliens... Yep. Uh, I just did a show... It opened and closed last week. It was a very, very, very short run. Obviously. Um, but our friend Anton did the sound design. Oh, nice. And there was one scene... Because it was mid-90s. It was like 1992. And there was it was kind of a flashback to when this couple met and so they were sitting there watching a movie Yeah, and so I had a really cool light cue where it was just a blue light flickering on them to make it look like action and the sound was from Aliens. Nice. And I was able to pick it up and I was like, pretty sure this is Aliens just because of all the conversations we had and I was like, that's Bill Paxton, isn't it? (laughs)
0: like, yes it is. Game over, man.
1: Well, and it was the, the... uh... Uh, I, I can't even remember. Something about like se- seven seconds, and uh, you'd know what to hear. Okay. I heard it a thousand times. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this scene. Anyway, and I think. And then you'll it'd... see it in the movie and be like, oh! <gasps> that's what's happening! Yeah. Yeah. But I, because I was like, because I asked Anton, I'm like, I don't think I know this. I haven't seen this movie, but I was like, so as soon as he said, I was like, I thought it was. I should have just guessed. Anyways, like, that's Bill Paxton in the, that's talking, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my number two is The Town, speaking of Ben oh, Affleck. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have um, a lot of Ben Affleck. I, You know what? Every time you see Ben Affleck, you're like, nope, this is going to be bad. Then Sometimes well, it's not. And sometimes <laughs> it's not. And, I mean, I remember seeing Kevin Smith when he came and uh, and gave us, like, when he, he, he did he a bunch those, of those tours, tours, like yeah. the spoken word tours, and the first time he came through, I went and saw him, and it was so good. Yeah. And, uh, and... He was talking about how much he loves Ben Affleck, and I was like, why don't more... Like, he did Geely and he did... Like, even Jersey Girl wasn't bad, but... No. Once Jennifer Lopez died, it was great. Um, Geely was bad, though. Gigli, and he's Gigli's done some bad. bad movies, but a lot of people have done bad movies. He's also done some really good stuff, and he yep. seems like a cool dude. Yeah. And he's a Red Sox fan, so how can I get... How can <laughs> I... But that's not why I like him. Anyway, I think he's a, I think he's a decent director... Yeah, And uh, so I just So this came out in 2010 Shortly after I had been to Boston oh, okay. And so this is one of those Well I guess I'll go see it because it was in Boston and, and you know whatever it's a heist movie And actually like he's in it And um, Jeremy Renner's in it Yep And uh, uh, Isn't John Hamm What's Casey?
0: that? Isn't Casey Affleck in that?
1: Uh, I don't think so I don't think so hmm.
0: thought he was I will double check
1: if he is, he's got a fairly small part. Anyway, um, I mean, it's when I first went into it, it's like, yeah, it's about a bunch of bank robbers. And it actually ends up, like, it's quite good. And they end up rent- robbing Fenway Park, which isn't really spoiling it because it happens kind of halfway through the movie. And Pete Postle in it. And it was just one of those movies where when I went in, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be watching an action flick. And by the end of it, like, I, I own it now and I've seen it probably five or six times because it's just really really quite well done. Right. And one of those ones that absolutely shocked me because I was just... It was it was better than I thought it was going to be, which is, I guess, why it's number that's two. That's the whole point of the yeah. list. Yeah. Are you... I'm thinking of a different movie. Are you thinking of Good Hunting? Gone Baby Gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he does... Like, I like that Casey Affleck has kind of gotten out of the shadow of his brother. Yeah. But they'll still do the odd movie together because, you yep. know, that's the way it goes.
0: I'm not sure I why even, those two blended together, but... Happens, whatever it
1: does happen. Uh, So yeah, that's my number two. Cool. My number two is the raid. Oh, nice. See that one? You had hyped it up enough for me. I knew that I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, I kind of figured it wouldn't be on your list because I've sold it. Like this is the best action movie I've seen in like a decade. Well, because you showed me the trailer before I, before I saw the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And so here, watch this trailer. This movie is awesome. Yeah. And then I watched the trailer and you're like, it is ninety nine percent of that. Yeah. And so I knew what I was going to get into.
0: A cop in Indonesia goes into a tenement building that is being held by a gangster and has to fight his way to the top.
1: That literally is the whole literally movie. the concept.
0: Yeah. It's a martial arts movie. It's ridiculous. I I have said this before. I will say it again. I am almost positive that some of those extras are dead. I don't know how they couldn't be. I just yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't seen it, but Dave knows exactly what I'm talking about when the guy just like all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just it's. There's a couple times where I'm like, I'm Howard. How did you fake that? Because yeah, there's no cut. Uh,
1: mm. I don't know. Like it might it might literally be an Indonesian snuff film, but it's I don't. Sure, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but like. But it almost seems like it Was it, that guy terminal And just that's the best way That he could die Is being an extra in this movie Like I don't I, know Yeah I have no idea uh, Sir you're gonna die tomorrow Do you wanna be an extra In this movie And literally get shot Okay Yeah Like that's the only way I can think. It, it It was so good If yeah. you guys haven't seen it You should I haven't seen the sequel Cause it Like it was On my PBR long enough That it got deleted off Because uh-huh. I It'll come on again And I'll You when needed it does. space
0: for Flash Exactly I get it.
1: Yeah Derek leaves on next Wednesday, and then I can delete all those Marvel movie TV shows. Not that I have anything against them, because they're fun, but they're taking up a lot of my movie space. And those are DC, but that's okay. I'm, I'm cutting that off, so that way. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. But uh, yeah, the raid. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> two is good. It's like two and a half hours, though, and it does drag in a couple spots. But there are a couple times where they don't quite top that hallway... Yeah. But there is another hallway and then there's like a ten minute fight with one, maybe two cuts in it that
1: is amazing. Yeah, it's just so good. You guys have to check it out. Yep. Uh my number one is actually <clears throat> my second favorite movie of all time. It's The Great Escape. Okay. I I rented this movie so I, I was in grade eleven, I was writing a short story as part of an English class about an escape from a POW camp. And I'd never heard of The Great Escape
0: and oh, I was okay. telling my
1: parents about this and they're like you should rent The Great Escape and so basically it was a combination of like in my short story I did, it was a bunch of bombers who went on a bombing run and then they got shot down and got captured yeah. so yep. it, I, I talked about the the bombing run and then the capture and then the escape and so they recommended I, I rent both Catch-22 and The Great Escape neither which yeah. I'd really heard of and so I watched Catch- so I think they were going off for the weekend and I had to work or something or whatever yeah. it was so I was like well read these movies and so I ran to Catch-22 and The Great Escape and I watched Catch-22 first and was like okay yeah that's cool that's yeah good enough I didn't dislike it but it wasn't if you hadn't read the book yeah and I haven't I mean I was in grade 11 and yeah yeah and then I was like oh god it's one of those two cassette movies <laughs> ah! and well like I said it's my second favorite movie of all time I yeah. love The Great Escape
0: not to spoil your top 100 movies list that we'll be doing later this year it, totally because we haven't talked about your favorite movie of all time enough yet. <laughs>
1: exactly. So we'll move to the yeah. So I I, I mean the cast. Uh, uh, this is one of those movies where now I know a lot of these cast members, but yeah. at the time I didn't. That's fair. Really, and yeah. like there was just a lot of things. Like I had seen Jurassic Park, but I had no idea that the old man in Jurassic Park Richard was Attenborough. Richard Attenborough, who plays Big X in The Great Escape. Like yep. I didn't draw that parallel because <sighs> these movies were shot. 40 years apart. Yeah. So 30 years apart, 30, but yeah. Yeah. So to me as as the the 16-year-old watching this movie for the first time was like, okay, whatever, I'm just doing this cuz I need to get some ideas for my paper. And then I was like, whoa. Yeah. And have seen that movie hundreds of times. Maybe not hundreds, but
0: countless not, times.
1: But yeah, double digits for sure. Like probably 50. Cuz no, it's, it's a just great film. that great. Yeah, so that was I. As I was going through my list, I was like this has to be number one because I I was not expecting anything, and it turns out like it, it became one of my favorite movies. And I was in grade eleven, so sometimes those things just happen.
0: And it obviously holds up mm-hmm. because you were not in grade eleven in nineteen sixty one. No, so <laughs> I am old, but I'm not that old. Nope. Yeah. Okay, so you're number one. I've talked about it before. I've talked about it many times. I went to the premiere. It's Tucker and Dale Durf versus oh, Evil. Oh, yeah. I had no expectations for that. I was like, oh, it's a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Oh, it was shot here. Oh, neat. Nifty. That, that yeah. should be fine. Cast looks... I recognize two of them. Yeah. I love now that movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. It's just... <laughs> it is one of the best horror... Like, I was thinking about Shaun of the Dead, but I wasn't surprised by it. Yeah. But I had super high expectations, and they were met. Right. Whereas with this, I had super low expectations, and it was a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Like, I love that movie. I've watched it 15, 20 times already. Sure. And it came out in
1: 2010? Yeah, so it's six years old, and you've seen it almost couple 2,000 times. times. A couple times Yeah. At least? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, those movies just grab you. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's a great horror comedy. Uh, it's about... It kind of... It works best if you're familiar with horror movies and the backwoods horror and, like, horror movies in general. Sure. Like, slasher films especially. Yeah. It's about uh, a pair of, for better or worse, hillbillies mm-hmm. who have purchased themselves a cabin in the woods and they're going for the weekend to fix it
1: up and... There's... And nothing bad could ever happen in the cabin, cabin in the woods. Oh, exactly.
0: Uh, and there's a group of... You know, high school... No, I think they're college kids. And the college kids are going to the lake to party, blah, 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 the sure. standard nothing thing. nothing bad
1: ever happens then.
0: No, exactly. And at the end of the day, the college kids think that the two nicest hillbillies on the planet are slowly killing them all. <laughs> through a series of unfortunate mistakes, accidents, and problems with, like, technology and junk. It's just, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous Rube Goldberg machine of problems that Amazing. just turns into this strange movie where at one point you'll watch Alan Tudyk, like, trying to chainsaw bees away from his face. <laughs> like, ah, uh, love that movie. Nice. you seen it yet? No. Nope.
1: Okay. Don't add it to the list. Oh, it's on your list. It's All been okay. on... Oh. Uh, well, you know what? I've got some downtime in the next few months. Maybe I'll actually be able to start chipping away at this list. Good. Maybe. Maybe.
0: <coughs> yeah, I don't believe you either.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, good God. Look for us on Twitter to have I a chat. I was getting there. I was going to say thank you to Whitney for that because oh. I hit the wrong button on my phone started acting crazy. Anyway, thank you to, for Whitney to that for that topic. It was really fun yep. and we finally got to it. So and it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Uh, look for us on Twitter to have a chat or to throw us a topic for future podcasts. I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with you. And we are at Guys From Podcast or you could visit the Guys From Podcast Facebook group if you are so inclined.
0: Don't forget, to, if you enjoyed what we are doing, share the podcast. Rate it on iTunes. It helps us out immensely in getting more people to see The Guys From Podcast, so we would really appreciate it. <laughs> we are available on practically everything that podcasts are available on. If you are looking for our articles or back episodes of the podcast, you can find them at our website, www.theguysfrom.com. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug?
1: If you like Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, I would say you should go check out Alice Thu- Alice Through the Looking Glass. I caught it last night and quite enjoyed it. If you were into that that genre and like, I mean, it's got all the same characters, and uh, apparently it's nothing like the book because I've never read the book. But we asked somebody who had, and they're like, "Yeah, it's nothing like the book." Yeah. But it was fun, and so that was cool. Uh, so check that out, Sean.
0: Cool. Uh, Even though I was sick, Tuesday tunes and throwback tracks never stopped. If you're looking for music articles, we have them. We are going to be doing some massive, massive lists coming up very, very soon. So keep an eye on thegeistroom.com for that. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, check out any of these movies, probably most of ours in some situations, because even Dave had a few that are a little less known, especially Mm -hmm. now. Check them out if you haven't seen them, because we obviously liked them enough to put them on a list like this.
1: There you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. Also, special thanks to Steve McQueen for all the great movies he's made. I'm keeping this as vague as possible, because you don't know which Steve McQueen I'm referring to, and that's the way I want to keep it.
0: Have you seen any of Steve McQueen's movies yet? I don't think so. I thought not. (laughs) This has been episode 119 of the Guys From Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again... I am Sean.
1: And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is our friends, The Sweets, and their song Prairie Blues. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us the MP3 or the link to your SoundCloud, along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We are big fans of the indie community, and we want to lend our support however we can. Our email address to send those MP3s is guysfrompodcasts at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody.
0: The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. However, I, horror would like you to go see The Conjuring 2. We've been hearing amazing things. But nothing doesn't pay well.
2: Really